0: Oh we are gonna get into some shit today guys before we start welcome to episode seventy four of the Off and Beat Podcast Um So explain something to me. Why is it someone's responsibility or obligation or prerogative? To care about something that you didn't even care or value at the time. Now look, that's a general blanket Galileo statement, right? To care or not to care. But what if it turns into blaming? Let's just say um, you're getting blamed for something that was actively participated in. But now they say there's a special place in hell for you. Hmm. What am I talking about, right? I know this is a little bit confusing of a setup. That's what we do. We confuse, set up, and then, boom, embarrass ourselves. So, uh, Bridget Phetasy, right? I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode today. And I try really hard to not talk about guests on other podcasts to get views, but I'm here for it today. There was something... I, I actually... Um, I've listened to her before. I actually really enjoyed listening. I think she's actually very enjoyable very funny and I enjoy her on you know the show and stuff, right? So I was listening to the most recent one. I believe it's episode 1725, right? So she she's a There was something in the podcast it seemed kind of it was something they talked about for a little bit But nothing too serious It led into something else she she said that there should be a special place in hell for guys that waste woman's fertile prime. Uh, basically saying for for guys that during a woman's most fertile times in her life, which are essentially you know 20s, the 30s, early 30s, 35 I believe is like the cap off realistically. In most cases. But for some reason. She said there should be a special place in hell. For guys. Who waste women's time. During that time frame. Which I found very interesting. Not because it's. You know men and women stuff. Because I think that point beyond. Is has nothing to do with men and women at a certain point. I think it's more of a reflection of we have become very comfortable as a society to point the blame at a lot of things. And uh, unfortunately, you can't even say it's just young people anymore. You can't say it's just Generation Z, X, whatever the fuck. I don't know the fucking numbers at this point. I don't even know what generation I am, technically. Because she's 42 years old, right? Now, congratulations! She's actually pregnant now with a child with a person she's actually married to. And, but she's very fortunate because at 42, typically you don't get pregnant at 42. It's very unlikely. You know, a lot of factors contribute, whatever. But the thing that stuck to me was. There's a special place in hell for people, specifically in this case, guys that waste girls' fertile prime by lying, being deceptive, wasting years of my life, you know, in, you know, her terms. And look, everyone's heard it before, like, you know, you can see your profile stereotype of what guys say and what girls say and what they say when... They feel wronged, and what guys say when they feel wronged It's all about loyalty, this, that, and the other. I don't really care to do that here. Because I feel like once you dumb it down to just guy and girl, it becomes this defense war where girls are going to always defend girls and guys are going to always defend guys because there's certain perspectives and life expectations for you. And when these situations happen, it sets back those expectations and you become so worried about perception of you. Because of what we accept that are societal expectations of our gender. So both parties have a right to be upset when things don't work out. But that's the point. Both parties have the right to be equally upset. Or equally not upset. I understand, I understand there's singular cases. There's always going to be that case where a guy and a girl dated from the age of 20 all the way to 32 and they never got married and they, and you know, he promised her this, that, and the other. And then they're 32 years old and realize this is never going to happen. This is not the person I want to be with, which I would say if it took you 12 years to realize that he can't provide you something, I think that's kind of a you problem or whatever. Um, but, well, I'll tell you what is bothersome. It's this somehow, and to give a little uh, background of some f- points during this segment, she's even she even admitted, right, that during her quote-unquote fertile prime, you know, she just recently went to rehab, and, you know, she went to recovery. She had alcohol addiction this past year and whatever. But, you know, during that time frame in her 20s and 30s, she was, you know, having fun, as they would say. You know, drinking, drugs, having fun, sleeping around. And there's nothing wrong with that, as long as you're okay with what may come with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, um the thing that kind of glosses over that is the fact that she admits that during that time... You know, and, you know, I think any human being can feel sympathy for someone that can look back and in her case, she's regretted most of the sex she's ever had. You know, a lot of drunken sex with guys who she doesn't even remember, a lot of wasted nights, a lot of unfulfilled uh, interactions, we'll just say. Basically, a lot of regretful sex. But you know what? I'm not in the business of holding people shameful for, you know, things that they regret in the past. But I think it is fair to understand in this case that you have to accept that even though you shouldn't be shamed for it. You have to understand that you participate in those things and that there's probably ramifications that come with that. But what I want to focus on here is the simple fact that she admits to basically going through that whole quote unquote fertile prime in her stage, in her phase, and didn't want children at all. And being currently pregnant, she's obviously, you know, happy and everything. She's in a different place in her life. She's with someone she loves. And what's crazy to me, though, she admits that during that time, she did not want children. Quite the opposite. She didn't hate children, but she didn't want it. Felt like it was a defense mechanism to being afraid to be responsible for something, not being worthy, blah, blah, blah. Which I think is very relatable. I think a lot of people are worried that they're not worthy. Of bringing a child into this world, so a lot of people say they don't want children and this, not and and the other, but typically people say that when they don't really feel they have much to offer, or when it may be unrealistic when their prospects of who they end up uh, dating and marrying um, may be not exactly ideal of what they thought it would end up being, and so. But she, the thing that's bothered me about what the, her point is, is that she admits that during that time frame, she had no intention of wanting kids. Um. Never really had. She may have had a boyfriend, a couple boyfriends, or whatever, but obviously nothing that came to fruition. And the thing that bothered her was now that she's pregnant, when she never quote, unquote, wanted children, is somehow all those people she participated with wasted her fertile prime when there's one constant in her whole prime, and that's her. Why is that part actually necessary? Um, because we all say we want control of our life. We the biggest asset you can have of your life is control of it. When you feel it's out of control is when you quote unquote fall into addictions, is when you fall down rabbit holes, when you get lost in your way, because you feel this helplessness type of feeling. But what comes with that control of our life responsibility is that. Wherever it lands is wherever it lands, and you can't really hold anyone accountable for where you land except yourself. Because let's say a bunch of dudes in that period of time, quote unquote, wasted your time. Chances are there may be merit to it, but chances also are you wasted their time. People always seem, you know, and the bothersome things about this. When I hear someone say, this person wasted my time. It's like, well, you by default wasted theirs as well. Because two people are involved in something. It really is irrelevant how it ends, to be pretty honest about it. Because even if one person lied to the other person more than the other. You still both wasted your time because one of you knew, I don't know, doesn't seem right. And as you actively admitted, you were not thinking about children in that time period. So you know what you probably weren't saying? Is this a guy I want to spend the, my life with? Is this a guy I want to have children with? Because according to you, that didn't even enter the picture. It wasn't until you were with your husband where, you know, that became a possibility which makes sense. There should be some admiration that you waited, that you should actually be almost thankful that it didn't happen with a bunch of people that you claim, quote-unquote, not worthy. And then now you're having a kid with someone who is worthy. But again, who cares about the men and woman dynamic? Because it's really irrelevant at this point. Why is it one person's responsibility to care about something that you didn't even care about at the time? You even admitted it was a lot of drunken nights. Chances are, when you're drunk, typically the people that you're around in those settings, that you end up letting them have it, typically drunk as well. And you've admitted that you came out of recovery recently. This isn't to attack your personal issues or nothing. But you've admitted a lot of drunken nights during your 20s and 30s and stuff like that. Typically, if you, let's just say, you're in the mindset of, well, I didn't see anyone worthy, maybe someone would have saw me worthy. As an individual. Well, typically, people don't actively go out and seek to have children with people who are struggling with addictions or alcohol addiction, drug addiction, any type of addiction that may be hampering to raising a child together. It's not really a a quality attraction to anyone you're planning to have children with. Just taking a shot in the polka dot out there. And this is a much more serious take than usually I have. But what's frustrating about it, it's going back to there's a special place in hell for you. But not me, not an active participant in all of this. Not someone who admitted that they never wanted children during that whole time frame. It wasn't like you were in a nine-year relationship with someone who promised you the world, promised you God, promised you a safe haven, promised you family, children, the whole life, protect you under all costs, go to our Lord and Savior three times a week, you can name the children, have our house, mortgage, Vacations. I have a great job. You won't even have to. You know, I'm going to say, based off the information you've given at those points in your life, I don't really think you were with anyone that promised that. Which, by the way, is pretty unfair to ask someone in their 20s to offer that, anyways. You know, not it's not unrealistic, but. It's not realistic either. And you weren't in that mindset. Because again. You did not want those things. So why now? Why is it. Other people's. Fault. For not taking advantage of. Your prime. And you're kind of blaming other people. For something that you're responsible for. Something that you're supposed to covet. And hold heart. What's f- interesting to me. Is. If you take. The gender out of anything. And you just read the words. Read the action. You would say. What she's saying. Is pretty. Self-evolving. In her own world. That. Everyone should be mindful to mine, but I couldn't the argument be made that you wasted their time knowing in the back of your head that maybe let's say in the back of your head, you didn't want children or didn't want children by not being honest with the fact that I may want children. Or maybe it's called live and learning and not holding other people accountable for something that really only has to do with you. And it, you know, it goes to show people want to blame young people for a lot of this. This is a 42 year old woman blaming past men, past people, forget, you know, uh, again, just say past men, blaming men who were in her same age range at the same time, that they wasted her time, but for some reason, it's inconceivable that she equally wasted their time. When you really break that down, it's really, it's really, it's frustrating for a lot of different reasons. It's frustrating because, ever heard the term, if you let someone speak long enough, you, you know, it's the old um conversation, adic- you know, adequate. If you really want someone to tell you what they really think about something, just let them talk. Keep letting them talk. Don't interrupt them. Just keep letting them talk. Don't tell them they're wrong about something. Don't tell them they're right about whatever they're saying. Just continue letting them talk. Because you could put up, you could prepare statements, you could prepare, you can set up, you can set a facade in a sense for a period of time, but the truth will always come out. When, you know, it's like a Shanna Sharp says, um, only three people would tell you truth: drunk people, angry people, and kids. And I would, and honestly, I'm gonna be honest. If I was her husband, I would be a little bit, um, I would be a little bit kind of not worried because the, the day it's in the past. Like it's a statement that seemed harmless. She didn't seem angry when she said it. But you definitely tell she meant it. If I'm worried, if I was him, I'd be kind of worried like, oh, this is the type of person that when things didn't go the way she wanted. Somehow, if there was any other person possibly involved, she could deflect blame to that person. And I'm just gonna be that. If I was him, I'd be kind of worried about that. And I don't know the dynamics of their like. That's not. But typically, you. If I'm him and I see this and I see that part, it's something so small. And you know what? At the end day, it may mean nothing. You bring a child in this world, your whole perspective changes. And you know maybe when she brings a child in this world. I really believe like with whatever past anger you have with a lot of things, I really do believe for a man and a woman when they bring a child into this world, a lot of your regrets, a lot of your shame, you know, especially when it comes slut shaming for guys when it becomes, oh, you ain't shit. You've never done that. When you bring a child in this world, a lot of that past shit with other people, you really just don't give a fuck about it anymore. It really means nothing to you because... You almost got this like restart in life to reprove to yourself. To reprove, it's almost like a re-jump. It's like restarting the battery after it's been sitting in the garage for 12 years. You know, sometimes things like this, like it makes you like really... The reason why I believe like people say having kids is like the greatest thing you can do in this world because it's really like this restart in life. It's this weird restart in life. Where it's not a complete restart. Because. If you were bad finan- if you were in a bad financial situation. Before you had a kid. You're probably still going to be in one. For a good while. Until you figure some stuff out. After you have a kid. Or if you have some baggage. Before you have a kid. You're probably going to have some personal demons. You're going to have to work out. While you're raising a child. But. It gives you, like, you know, the whole renewed purpose. It gives you the whole, like, corny... It's corny, but I do believe it brings you a whole new perspective. It reprioritizes what's important. It forces you to only care about shit that's important and not worry about nonsense. So maybe, you know, when they bring a child to this world, all this shit won't matter. But, let's say something does... You know what people are gonna point to. She tried to tell you. Cause let's say, cause let's say they have a child, right? Let's say four years later, they get divorced, and you know what? It wouldn't even have to matter if she divorces him. It like I it didn't really matter, but let's say she were divorce him. Would anyone care if he said. Oh she wasted my time. No. Because you're grown ass people. No one fucking cares. And I don't don't mean like literally no one cares. But what I mean is like no one. No one cares. That's a you problem. People that can't acknowledge that stuff they're a part of. They don't somehow contribute to it in some factor. Are always people. God, look at me fucking generalizing people. But type of people that can't see outside in themselves. And can't see that. Past even if they were wronged. Even if they were decepted and lied to. Well, you know what? You didn't waste each other's time. Now that I think about it. Because think about it like this. Let's say... Because obviously, those situations didn't happen. You were hooking up with someone for three months, had a boyfriend for two years, blah, blah, blah. Through the years, you know you're with one guy to the next, doesn't work, blah, blah. None of them worked. And then guess what? You met someone who was going through, because she met her current husband in recovery, right? So that means she met someone who's going through... Or at least has gone through because maybe he's like a teacher or sponsor or whatever. Who has gone through or is going through a very similar thing in life you're going through. In this case, he's actually helping you possibly better your life more than any recent person who's just with you the past the time. Realistically, probably. So, they didn't waste your time. Have you ever thought that maybe all those situations not working out, not having a kid, you should be happy that you didn't have a kid with any of these people you felt were wasting your time. All those people who probably kind of, you know, that environment probably kind of led to your personal demons that you were in recovery for over time and time and time again. And then you met a person who you are in love with and married because they understand you and it's mature. And now you have a kid with someone who has seen you at your worst and has loved you at your best. And yet, she's still bitter about all the things that didn't work out. Instead of for what did. Because if all those things didn't happen, you wouldn't be with who you're with today. But, what the fuck do I know? Uh, I guess the moral of that whole thing this way too long assessment of a situation I have no business being a part of or have an opinion on. Is that... Everything happens for a reason. I know that sounds cheesy. I know it sounds corny. I sound, I know it sometimes even sounds like complete horseshit. Because you know what? Everything does, technically, by default, have, has to happen for a reason. Because a reason has to happen for a thing to happen. Wow, that's a fucking tongue twister. Uh, but... for these things to have merit to appreciate what you had now sometimes like i i've always been a personal believer you know personal experience is that you have like i do believe you have to go through some really bad or i really do believe you have to go through some really i wouldn't say really bad like i'm not talking about like you know getting ray rice in the face every day but You know, you have to go through a very unhealthy, bad relationship or bad situations with people to appreciate when you get to a point in your life to understand what a good one looks like and the behaviors you have to inhibit to lead the behaviors that would attract a person that you would want to be with in that point in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like. I don't believe in just, oh, you attract what you put out there. But I do believe that you can make an active choice of what you allow in your life and what you want in your life. You know, environment, places you go to, places you go out to, you know, where you work, what you do for a living, what you do as your hobbies. They all, they all involve environment and people. That you are going to either have your life on a consistent basis. So you all are going to feed off on each other. What you do, they do and vice versa. That's why they say you are who you surround yourself with. If you're always around people that get drunk five times a week. You know what's probably going to happen? You're probably going to be drunk five times a week. If you're around people. That have similar interests in podcasting, shout out. By the way, I'll be appearing on a podcast. It was supposed to be today, but, you know, they had a postponement, but should be, you know, guessing on it next week. Uh, I'll keep you in tuned on the deets for that one. But yeah, anyways. Uh, I know this was one of those dumbass rambling episodes, but... You know, sometimes a small thing you read can make you really look at bigger picture stuff. I just really wish she, at her age, would look at the bigger picture of not blaming other people for time that you equally wasted putting yourself in those situations. It's really, at the end of the day, it's really just an accountability thing. Like, I don't know, man. We all have regrets. We all have, you know, times in our life where we wish we didn't waste doing certain things or being around certain people. We wish we would have reserved it better. But at the same time, if you didn't, you know, go a little bit too far down that hill where maybe you were in a situation too long to experience that how downtrodden, how much it wore you down, how less fulfilled you felt as an individual, you wouldn't have you wouldn't understand it the way you do now where you literally just look at it and you see it for like man I want nothing to do with that again where if you didn't go that far down the rabbit hole you may be like yeah you know maybe it wasn't that bad when you look back you know maybe this is like nah, that situation pretty bad and I put myself in that situation at the end day but all right uh, it was an unnecessary 30 minute segment but here we go um so another i found this um it was actually on a recent actually, actually i think it was i heard about it a couple of days ago right so there's um p uh so there's this whole thing going on about should men have paternity leave right you know anyone knows paternity leave It's basically where you, uh, your job, when you're pregnant, when you have your child, you get to take some, I think some, it's like six to eight weeks. I think now some places do like three months type of shit, you know, but it's simply made for the mother, right? That's the original design is for the mother to stay home, get accustomed to baby, recover from the pregnancy, you know, rehab, because you know, when you're pregnant for nine months, you know, I would only assume, you know. Uh, that shit's draining. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of carrying around an extra... You know... Human. As much as humanly possible. <laughs> I'll take that up your pap smear. Um, but yeah. It's a... Uh, it's definitely something. I think everyone in society can agree. You know what? Woman, People that have... A woman that has kids you know what, we should probably give them some time off after they have a baby, you know, have to stitch up their vagina after. It's a pretty painful process, it's dramatic in some cases, you know, especially if there's health situations, whatever. You know, and regardless of whether you believe people should get paid for not working, it's like, you know what, if you've committed three years to a company, you know, I... I can understand, like, here's what I will say. I can understand the point of, well, you know, it's not a job's responsibility for something to happen on your own time. You know, you got knocked up. No one asked you if you knocked up, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Then you're going to have a lot of people that don't work if that's what you're going to operate, you know. But what do I know? But there's this big thing. Should men get paternity leave? You know, because I believe there's this whole thing with Pete Buttigieg. I think he's like a mayor. Whatever. There's this big thing. And then there's actual real-life situation with cargo ships and bottlenecking. Like, I'm not 100% aware. I've just kind of heard that. Where people are like, oh, he should be at work, you know, having an office. and Because he's taking paternity leave because he adopted a child, right? And it's also different because, well he doesn't have a wife at home he's married well yeah he has a husband you know he's gay so presume would be okay well maybe the husband's at the other husband's at home taking care of the child or whatever but i don't know, maybe he works we don't know the family dynamic right but when you are in certain positions of you know office or importance and holding a government official spot, it's a little bit different than, you know, if you're, I don't know, a manager at a car wash. Like, you know, they'll make it through without you. Those automatic self-washing car machines, they will operate without you. But if you're leading a whole city, a state, whatever, yeah. Yeah. There's real life shit going on. You have to keep on top of things. Whatever. Now. Should men. Should there even be an option for men. To have paternity leave like that. Where you get. A designated. Where it's automatically assumed. Like if a woman. A mother. They would be at home for. 8. 8 weeks 10 12 weeks however long. Really the length isn't relevant, it's just should there be? Well here's what we'll say, right? Don't don't jump in the hot tub and expect for the bubbles to bubble out. Um I think Yes and no. I know, oh, Mr. Neutral over here. He's really, he's really uh, putting himself out there. No. Yes and no certain situations. Oh, still neutral. Yeah, kind of. I understand the point of view. Where, well, well, I know people, but let's just talk about traditional. Let's talk about a traditional household. you have a, you have a, you know, you have a wife and a husband, a wife has a kid, she stays home with the children with the child, nurtures, blah blah blah. And you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If you can afford it, I guess. I think um it's this it's this weird thing because I, I I try to put myself in a position, right? Like if my wife just like if I was married, had a house, wife just had a, you know, we just had a kid. She's at home. Would I want to be home with the child? Yes. Four or six weeks, of course I would. You know, it's a adjusting process, learning, You're setting things up. You gotta set all this shit up with the child. You know, make sure the crib is crib tight, which you should probably have done that before they came rule of advice don't uh don't try to build a crib after they come out of the womb how about uh do it months you have months of planning you can do this shit just throwing that out there um (laughs) that's a personal funny story um anyways but um should is it necessary for both a husband and a wife to be at home for the first eight for the mother and the father to be at home with the child eight weeks in a row to start out I would say realistically for the child I mean it's always better for more help even though depend on who you ask some would like actually we would rather not be here <laughs> depend on who yes like you know what this whole helping thing I kind of like being apart from you I like it when you're at work it gives me a break just me I can do my own thing watch the view. It's all good. Good morning, America. Good morning, dryness. Um, I understand, though, if you're looking at it, like if we're going to talk economic standpoint, people bitch about unemployment. And people will shit on people who are unemployed and say most of them could work if they weren't lazy, if they weren't this, blah, blah, blah. If they applied themselves, actually learned a skill, unemployed, they're just collecting free checks and all this shit because they don't want to do nothing, blah, 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 right? Well, that money has to come from somewhere, right? So we're talking about paternity pay, maternity pay, whatever the proper term. We're talking about maternity pay. So typically, you get maternity leave, you get paid. You know, it's pretty standard, depending on your job. Um, I think most jobs it's required now, but. Now, if you have a wife at home, and the husband, he's getting to maternity pay, so you're paying two people to not work. And you can say, well, they're doing good the cause. It's like, okay, well, technically, um, kind of like, you could say it's kind of like unemployment Is it necessary for two people to be getting paid when they already, when they have a job at place? You wouldn't bitch at someone who already has a job to take time off from a job and get paid, but you'll shit on someone who doesn't have a job that they're getting paid, even though technically they're both not working when they're getting paid. I understand circumstances are different. In terms of one person has proven a report with their company, and that's the company giving back, the, you know, as a service, whatever. But, and I, I, something came, I don't know why this ingrained to in me, this next point I'm going to make. I am really dragged this out. This could have been done in like four minutes. What if what if the worry is that people that are against men getting paternity pay? I don't think anyone's against women getting paternity pay, but people are against men getting paternity pay. What if paying someone, paying a man for not working and going home and taking care of what's traditionally the motherly duty? Does that set, does that set a, um, does that kind of set a precedent inside that person's head mentally that this can be used as a common excuse not to come to work? Here's, what, and I know that sounds dumb, but we've all, you know, like we've heard of people that I, I've worked with people that have, that have had kids, right? And I've worked odd uh, jobs type of thing. And there's this, you know, typically involves, the place that I've worked is typically involved people who are basically single mothers. let's just be honest about it. That's not shitting. It's just reality of the jobs I've worked at, blah, blah, blah. And they're single mothers and they come to work and their mom or they have a babysitter, they have a friend, watch their child, whatever it is. Because for whatever reason, their father's not in the picture, hence... Kind of a microcosm, but whatever. Um, So, they, and then a couple hours later, they, it seems on a regular basis, multiple times a week, they'll try to, let's just say, leave their shift after two hours. When it's a seven, eight hour shift. Or they'll call out of work multiple times a week. And most people, most people would get fired right what i've also noticed though is that bosses have a lot more grace for understanding they understand look it's hard being a single mother it's hard raising a young child we get it but sometimes people mentally start taking that type of grace and start abusing that grace if you it's like if you give someone enough grace and power human instinct is we tend to abuse it for selfish benefits. And all of a sudden they stop. They just keep calling out of work whenever they want to show up. They're always trying to leave early. They have an attitude. They don't get what they want. Almost like a child. Kind of weird. Um and it becomes this thing where it has set this men- it has set this uh mental clock. It has set this mental precedent that it is, it has set this mental precedent that, you know, I can use my child as an excuse to get out of things. I'm not talking about minor shit. I'm not talking about, oh, you know, my friend went to hang out today, but I lied to them and told them my child needed me, even though my child was completely did not need me. He was completely occupied or she was completely occupied. I'm not talking about white lies to get out of situations that are relevant in the grand scheme of things. But people will actively take advantage of businesses and use the sympathy card or use the uh, understand me and if you don't, you're the problem type of thing. And I think whether people admit it or not, I know we live in a more, uh, you know, modern. We live in a more adjusted. We live in a more progressive and for most things, it's pretty good that we do. Because, you know, people want to live in the old days about traditional, traditionalists. Like, well, there's a lot of traditions in American history. There's a lot of traditions in society that aren't exactly uh, fantastic. Hence, slavery. Hence, racism. Hence, um, I don't know, like the, the uh, demarcation of women, the kids... You know, you go down the list. There's a lot of things you could go down the list. Not every tradition should be in place. Otherwise, we would have a lot of things in today's world that still kind of exist, but to a lesser degree. But whether, no matter how progressive these things have gotten, there's still this expectation. There's still societal expectations, and deservingly so. That... It is ingrained in men to provide for their family, is ingrained, is ingrained to be the breadwinner, is ingrained to take care of the finances, to be the main distributor of income, to be the person that provides for your family. There's a reason why gender roles, there's a reason why roles in general have a lot of great purpose. It simplifies. It makes it clear cut. It provides a better structure. I'm not talking about the generals. Where you know. If you don't vacuum up the living room. I'm going to hit you. Across the face. With the vacuum hose. No. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying is. There's expectations. That are still. Bestowed upon men. And once you. Put that. Precedent into men for paternity leave. It opens a floodgate to. What if it turns into the men staying home and the woman going to work immediately after surgery? It's like. As a man. You. You need to go to work. (laughs) You better get in the mindset that even if you're not. You need to get in the mindset that. We got to make this money here. That's your job. That sounds outdated, and but let me tell you, it, it's really not. And I can understand the worry that if you set this precedent, and I understand like, you know, in Joe Rogan, um, I believe, I didn't watch the whole, but I think I saw, I read an article about something, about it because this, this subject did fascinate me. I've heard about it before. I've never really thought about it being like that real. And he says something, you know, I believe he says something like, He's like, what do... And, you know, he's saying humorously, but he kind of means... He's like, what do men need to take time off for? After... Like, your wife's the one that did all the work. Your wife's the one that went through the strenuous, you know, freaking act of producing a human being. You just, you know, held her hand. You just really did nothing. It's like, yeah guess what, you're tired, yeah, so is 70% of people every day when they wake up and they go to work, you know, it's, you know, I understand, you know, and again, I understand, like, I'm not saying, hey, if the option's available, fucking take it, but is it one of those things that should be required for a man, I don't think, um, I think, unfortunately, like, not really, I don't think it should I be honest, like I think women should be required to take paternity leave. I don't think men should, because you need to work. Like and that sounds old old headish. But you know, with all you know, and all and all these people that talk about being progressive about these things, you know it's funny, all these people that talk about Oh, I want a progressive type of individual who thinks like this, who loves it when I strap on and open his cheeks up. It seems like they never married that guy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And if you don't believe me, any of the ladies out there, ask your friends. Ask them. Does your uh, does your boyfriend let you strap it on and stick it in the ass and like what the fuck? It's like oh, so it's just us. It's like oh, guess what? start questioning some things.